Blog Talk Radio.
All right, peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation. Here on High Frequency Radio Network, I am your host, So L. It is my pleasure. It is an honor to be here with you. Just want to make sure my mic's good. This is the foundation and we are high frequency. I want to start out by welcoming y'all to this spot where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always and are always looking to apply correct information correctly. I would like to say all thanks, honors, and praises due to the creator and the ancestors. Definitely. I would also like to say peace to my big brother, Uncle Yusuf L. <laughs> PrivateSideSolutions.com. Now, I need to check him out. High Frequency Radio Network creator. You know, he's 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 the man as far as I'm concerned, man. I'm always looking up to this brother, man. And it's an honor to be, you know, on the same network with him, man. So, you know, Yusufel, man, shout out, peace, man, as always, man. I definitely want to welcome you to check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. You can find the Facebook page, the Twitter page, the Instagram page, you know, the social media dances if you're into that. Um, checking out the PDF section is a must. You're going to get a bunch of free info at no charge. We got the education tab, trust primer, trust series, as well as the foundation passport, no social with Chris L part one and two. Check that out. On the education tab at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com You can also book a consultation As well as Make a donation at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com So you are invited I would like to say peace to all the listeners All the live listeners All the live callers All the live internet listeners All the archive listeners All the podcast listeners All the mp3 listeners However you checking out the show I would like to say peace to you also want to say peace to all the trustees and trustee training salute as well as all those investing in their private education I also want to say peace to anyone that we have done business with in the private anyone who has sent an email a current event or well wishes as well as anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation you know definitely want to shout you out Definitely want to say peace. So we're going to jump in here. Let's jump, let's, you know, straight into current events, y'all. But uh, this this week is, you know, the foundation. How can a private contract help and police brutality? Now, you know, I'm sure 
you know, there may be some people that disagree with me, and I'm cool with that. But, you know, I think asking people and asking and, and, and these t- certain types of behaviors that have been repeated over and over again over the years are not producing the, the certain results that we're looking for. And it's possible there may be some other results due to recent activity and situations that have gone on. But ultimately, we're going to talk about how a private contract can help end police brutality. And that's what we're getting into this week here on the Foundation on High Frequency Radio Network. But Reuters.com, current events, U.S. Senate passes bill lengthening coronavirus small business loan terms. So the U.S. Senate today approved legislation giving small businesses up to 24 weeks to use paycheck protection program loans created during the stimulus regarding the pandemic up from a current eight-week deadline. The legislation already passed by the House of Reps now goes to the president to sign into law. The program was created in March to support small businesses during the pandemic and encourage them to retain their employees. So if you if you got your hands on some of that stimulus to your to your company, the Paycheck Protection Program, you definitely need to hear that and know that. You know what I'm saying? That's a big one. Bloomberg.com, moving on. Guggenheim's Miner says Fed faces reckoning for market support. This is, this is on Bloomberg.com. The Federal Reserve's efforts to stabilize the economy may encourage companies to take on too much risk. Inflating a corporate bond bubble, according to Scott Minard, Chief Investment Officer at Guggenheim Investments. Quote, it's going to allow the excessive leverage, which had already been building up into the system coming into this, to continue and to levels that are completely unprecedented in history, end quote. This is what Miner said at a virtual insurance conference today that increases the risk a bubble in corporate bonds markets will just be extended and become more extreme, more extreme. Policies by the Federal Reserve and the Treasury have helped some companies and industries such as aviation and hospitality survive the economic collapse caused by the lockdown. I appreciate that they're calling it how it is. It's an economic collapse. Minard um, also went on to say, but in some cases, government actions have also prompted firms with too much debt to take on even more. The fact that actions will eventually force it to face, quote, a day of reckoning, end quote. This is what Minard said in a Bloomberg television interview after the conference. Peter Galeon who is a global chief investment officer of BlackRock Incorporation's Financial Institutions Group, said at a conference that the Fed had tried to keep the moral hazard issued at bay, but, quote, they're crossing some lines, and it remains to be seen what other moral hazard or assumptions that investors might build into their investment process in terms of how far the Fed will be willing to go, end quote. Uh, Galliot pointed, Galliot, I don't know, pointed to the central bank's decision to add high yield debt 
and so-called fallen angels into his balance sheet. He expects commercial real estate and distressed debt markets to face the most stress as the crisis persists and express concern about the likelihood many companies will go out of business. Quote, we do have a fear that there's going to be much less of a stigma associated with bankruptcies and defaults than you've seen in the past, end quote, which means bankruptcies are going to be more cool and they're going to be more accepted as we move forward into this. You know what I'm saying? Reuters.com, Fed expands municipal liquidity program to include transit, airports, and utilities. More bread. The Federal Reserve said today that it will allow governors of the United States states to designate transit agencies, airports, utilities, and other institutions to borrow under its municipal liquidity program as the central bank central bank tries to mitigate economic fallout from the coronavirus pandemic. Governors will be able to designate two issuers in their states whose revenues are generally derived from operating so-called government activities, the Fed said in its statement. The central bank also said it's expanding its program to allow all U.S. states to be able to have at least two cities or counties eligible to directly issue notes to the municipal liquidity facility, regardless of the population. Currently, only U.S. states and cities with a population of at least 250,000 residents or counties with a population of at least half a million residents have been able to make use of the $500 billion short-term borrowing program. The Fed has come under pressure to expand its population criteria from lawmakers whose states have no local governments that met the population thresholds. On Tuesday, Illinois became the first state or local government to tap the Fed's program with a $1.2 billion in borrowing. Analysts have said the program announced in April was set up to be the lender of last resort. It will make the most sense for lower-rated governments. Bonds. <laughs> for lower-rated governments. I'm talking about state governments, city governments, municipal governments. If you read in between the lines, man, you can see what's being said. And it's not, it's not good. It's not pretty. It's not what's up. Check this out, though. The case for Ameribor as the replacement for LIBOR. <laughs> Bloomberg.com. Wow. Every week, whatever. Tracy Alloway and Joan Weisenthal take a look at the life after LIBOR. LIBOR is the rate. Um, <laughs> is the is the rate at which uh, the prices of you know certain commodities are set, um, which expires. It, it expires. It expires soon, actually. And no one really wants to deal with it. It's, um, I think it's the London, uh, like it's the London bank offered rate, London LIBOR, London, L, I know it's London. I know bank offered London interbank, probably. Uh, it's it's basically the rates set that are set by London. It's going to expire. I, I'm not. I don't want to get into it, you know, because I don't want to get off topic. But bottom line is, there's there's a case being made that once the the LIBOR expires, that there should be like an Ameribor, 
Um, sulfur is the Federal Reserve's preferred replacement for LIBOR, but it's not the only alternative reference right around. Um, Richard Sander, a serial in, in innovator in financial markets and the CEO of American Financial Exchange, explains why he thinks um, his own proposed rate called the Ameribor could be a suitable benchmark for a replacement of a LIBOR. So they just they just they create the rates, man. It's all manipulated anyways. I just think like who's gonna I don't think anybody's gonna believe or have any confidence in the American set rates. But maybe that's that's it. Maybe that's the, the rates of last resort. Oh, check this out. What is this? This is uh I got this from Fox News. Uh stimulus payment for 4 million Americans to arrive by prepaid debit cards. Instead of direct deposit or even a paper check, 4 million people will find their stimulus payment arrive in the form of a prepaid debit card. The IRS set a deadline of May 13th to enter your direct deposit information if you hadn't already received your stimulus payment and wanted it placed directly in your account. Those who did, did not will find their stimulus payment arrive in the form of a prepaid debit card from MetaBank. Sounds like they're putting everybody on notice to be jumping in people's uh, mailboxes trying to steal their prepaid debit cards, man. The cards, unlike the checks, will not come from the Treasury Department. Instead, they will come in a plain white envelope directly from MetaBank. <laughs> you can use the card to withdraw cash. You can use it like a debit card to pay rent or make purchases. You can also shop online. But beware, just like a traditional debit card linked to your checking account, this one may have fees associated with it depending on how you use it. Out-of-network ATMs carry $2 transaction fees each time other than the first time you use one. Um, There's a $5 fee for taking the card to the bank and withdrawing money more than once. To avoid it, withdraw your entire balance at one time if you need the cash in hand or have a balance transferred to your bank account. I, I think that's stupid. I'm that's all I'm gonna say. Um this is what they were concerned about, y'all, so and you know, this is what businesses are concerned about. I have I have clients, you know, um in their they're business owners. And they're very concerned about this. And there's no real real guidelines for this. And and this is what they were afraid of. And this is on Reuters.com. Amazon is sued over warehouses after New York worker brings coronavirus home and their cousin dies. Businesses aren't trying to be sued by people who get the coronavirus and bring it to their house and someone gets sick or dies or whatever and saying that they got you got the coronavirus from being in my business or being in my restaurant or something like that. That's a big concern from a lot of clients that I have. It's really huge. And it's a reason why, you know, a lot of businesses are sticking into takeout and they're, you know, they're only letting you take the food and stuff like that because Look, Amazon.com has been sued for allegedly fostering the spread of the coronavirus by mandating unsafe work conditions, causing at least one employee to contract COVID-19, bring it home, and see her cousin die. The complaint that was filed today in the federal court in Brooklyn, New York, by three employees 
of the JFK 8 Fulfillment Center in Staten Island and by family members. One employee, Barbara Chandler, says she tested positive for COVID-19 in March and later saw several household members became sick, including a cousin who died on April 7th. The lawsuit said Amazon has made JFK 8, which employs about 5,000, a place of danger by impeding efforts to stop the spread and boost productivity at the expense of safety. It said Amazon forces employees to work at dizzying speeds, even if doing so prevents them from socially distancing, washing their hands, and sanitizing their workspaces. Amazon did not immediately respond to requests for comment. So I'm really interested in how this plays out because this, in my opinion, can have an unforeseen negative effect on um, businesses and businesses that were able to frequent as, you know, the, the, the states and cities continue to open. So I'm keeping an eye on that. Where do I got this from? Uh, I got it from money. Money.yahoo.com. There's a chart right here. Here's how much you need to save for a comfortable retirement. For a comfortable retirement, the average American needs to save at least $386,100, according to a new chart by Black Tower Financial Management Group. To get there, a working adult earning the average national salary of $46,800, oops, there's a lot of people that you ain't talking about right there. You must start saving $8,775 a year from age 23 to 67. Black Tower estimated that a person would need 75% of their starting salary per year in retirement. 75% of your starting salary? But this goal may be hard to reach each year, especially at the beginning of your career, according to one financial expert. For instance, the average 20 to 24-year-old makes $31,460 a year, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So they need to put away almost 28% of that to start. This isn't what I consider normal. This is Brandon Renfro, Assistant Professor of Finance at East East Texas Baptist University. Who went on to say, quote, it's especially hard for someone in their young 20s to save 25% of their salary, end quote. By the time you're 30, you should have at least $61,425 saved up in your retirement account, according to the chart. By the time you reach 40, you should have $149,175. And by age 50, your nest egg should have at least $236,925 in it. Goodness. Young adults who start working, saving, and investing early along with those who get a 401k match from their employer may be able to follow the chart, but this may be an aggressive goal for the rest of the population. Quote, I'll say that savings rate is a bit high, but if someone is putting 15 to 20% of their income in a 401k or a 413b, it's absolutely far more likely with a match. The unprecedented pandemic also is undermining Americans' ability to save. Nearly 15% of Americans has no job as of April, and more than half of Americans are withdrawing their their retirement account and not contributing more. 
Americans withdrew an average of 5500 from their savings in April, or 60% of the targeted annual rate that Black Tower recommends. The relief legislation relaxed rules on early withdrawals from 401k plans, so Americans facing financial difficulty during the outbreak had more options, and hence were tapping their retirement accounts. Quote, in the event that you have some type of contingency, maybe you should delay retirement by a year he said, and take a 10% smaller annual distribution. <laughs> Man. I don't know about you, but that, you know, that, that kind of, that's kind of upsetting. You know, these people out here and in, instead of, you know, making this, this system more equitable and allowing for more people to get a piece of that so-called, you know, pie. They're telling people to retire later. And when you do retire, take less distributions from your retirement. I don't really see that as a possibility. But, you know, it's easy for people to suggest you do something that they don't have to do. And that's what I think about that. Um, uh, gold, let me see. CNBC, and I'm almost done. CNBC, gold slumps 2% as recovery hopes bolster risk appetite. The market will, will allow gold to lose value on hopes. This stuff is crazy. If you, if you think this stuff is sane and it's not insane, then I don't know what to tell you, but this stuff is crazy. Gold fell more than 2% today as risk sentiment improved on hopes of a recovery from the pandemic-driven economic slump, with investors largely overlooking civil unrest in the United States and its friction in China. So not only are we hoping, but we're overlooking. We got hopes for a recovery and we're just going to overlook what's going on over there because that doesn't make us feel good. Y'all better, man, we need to pay attention. This stuff is wild. This stuff is weird. Crazy days. No place to hide. How market manipulation in the age of the pandemic is destroying traditional safe havens. And there's a lot of things that are going on. We're, we're in the midst of a wealth transfer. We're also in the midst of a monetary reset, according to my opinion, as well as we are in the midst of, of, of a changing of, of power between the West to the East whether it be economic or whatever. I'm not going to get into it because I really don't like to do politics, y'all. I really don't. But if we're not paying attention to what's going on and understanding what's going on and using that information to make proper decisions, then we have the possibility that we're going to miss out and we're going to make mistakes. So this um, no place to hide how the market manipulation 
in the age of pandemic is destroying traditional safe havens. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but pandemic has created enormous volatility in global financial markets, but prices of safe haven assets such as gold and Bitcoin are not surging, as one might expect, thanks to intense and large-scale manipulation according to an analysis by the University of Sussex Business School. The contrast with the last major global financial catastrophe is telling. Following the Lehman Brothers collapse in September 2008, the correlations between the S&P 500 index and gold or the Swiss franc or U.S. Treasuries were all around minus 40%. During March and April 2020, the correlation between the S&P 500 index and gold was plus 20%. Even more surprising is the behavior of the Bitcoin U.S. dollar rate. Since this cryptocurrency emerged in January 2009, its behavior was completely uncorrelated with any traditional asset. But as the S&P 500 index plummeted in early March 2020, so did Bitcoin. Their correlation was plus 63% then, and it remains unsettling high at 40%. The biggest beneficiaries of these market attacks beyond those placing the trades are holders of U.S. dollars and U.S. assets. These become the main source of positive returns for global investors in attempts to curtail the recent trend of some central banks to diversify their reserves away from the U.S. dollar. Okay? This is, these are attempts, I'm repeating this, attempts to curtail the recent trend of some central banks diversifying their reserves away from the U.S. dollar. The Sussex Business School have been tracking trades in the market <clears throat> in recent months and have detailed huge sell orders on gold futures, massive pump and dump on copper futures, and large spoofing orders on key crypto exchanges. Some single trades on the COMEX have been so large as to move prices, clear contraventions of U.S. laws, on market abuse. But widespread market turmoil means regulators such as the CFTC have a lot on their plates right now, meaning even large scale manipulation of these markets to remain below the radar of regulators. Okay, so it's getting real. It's been real. A lot of these, there's a lot of stuff out here with regards to, um, you know, the manipulation of. Uh, assets, specifically gold and silver, and there was mention of copper in this in this report. But the bottom line is, and what I'm trying to get at, and the whole point I'm trying to make, because I'm not trying to convince you that the markets are manipulated. You don't need to be convinced. I don't think it's a problem. What I'm trying to convince you is you're probably dealing in your lifetime with the cheapest price of silver per ounce and the cheapest price of gold per ounce that you'll ever see. For the rest of your life is what I'm trying to tell you, and this is what I'm trying to bring to your um, to your attention. So when it comes to um, true assets, when it comes to um, freeing yourself and your family from the the monetary system, the ups and downs, the recessions, and these things, um, gold and silver is paramount. It's absolutely required. They don't, and, and the powers that be through these manipulations, they're attempted to make it look not valuable, and that's for a reason, and it's not going to last forever. 
There's no way it can't. So having said that, I mean, if you see all of this stuff going on, if you see all of this manipulation, if you see all these calls of manipulation and all these, why it, 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 it stands to reason why all of this effort is either going into calling out said manipulation or said manipulation or both. And any energy invested in anything, at least on the surface, is going to show or indicate value. And the indication of value with regards to all this alleged manipulation should just let us know that this stuff is is what we need to be getting our hands on. So I know a lot of people can't afford an ounce of gold, a half ounce of gold, a quarter ounce of gold. And that's why, you know, um, I put I like to promote carrot bars, but it's only one item and it's called cash gold. And I don't say anything else because it just makes sense. And you can grab as little as a tenth of an ounce of gold, a tenth. I'm sorry, a tenth of a gram of gold. So there's really no excuse to be like, oh, I don't have enough money. I mean, I'm sure you can find ten dollars. And you can start with there. And you do that 10 times, now you got a gram. You do it 10 more times, and now you got two grams. And then go on from there. But it starts somewhere. And you always got to start somewhere. And that's what I'm getting at. Now, silver, silver is about to explode as far as I'm concerned. Because it's, it's getting scarce. Strong hands is holding on to it. So I recommend you try to get your hands on it. But, you know, be careful. But ultimately, you know, um, these are the things that I'm seeing, and uh, these are the things I'm seeing that I'm that I see going on, and I'm just trying to bring this stuff to your attention. You know, you can take it for what it's worth. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's completely on you. So, with that being said, I appreciate y'all sticking around for current events. I'm about to jump in this show. Let's jump in the show. So. How can a how can a private contract help end police brutality? Now we know what's going on. I know what's going on. We all know what's going on. You know, um, depending on how old you are, that really doesn't matter. Depending on how old you are or the so-called color of your skin, this is really nothing new, and it's just really upsetting, and it adds to everything that's been going on, and we've been dealing with. You know, since we've been here and since our ancestors have been here. But the bottom line is, is like marches and, and sit-ins and protests, they obviously ain't working. They obviously ain't working. And there may be, you know, some difference in this time, you know. And I can be willing to acknowledge that. But I ain't expecting nobody to give me nothing. So as far as I'm concerned, how can a private contract help end police brutality? I'm sure it sounds absurd. I'm sure a lot of people are like, yo, this dude's tripping, man. As far as what he's saying, and he thinks that contracts can save everything. A contract can't stop nobody from murdering someone else. Well, I mean, technically, you're probably wrong. 
And I just think it's 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 from a limited point of view with a limited mind state that we continue to do the same things that we continue to do. Now there's a lot of people getting on some activism stuff and going public and trying to make a change. And I'm look, I'm I'm staying out of that because yo, that's the public, y'all. But the bottom line is, is our family, our peoples, our loved ones are in the public. We are in the public at times. So how can we protect ourselves and how can we put into put ourselves in the position and put our family in the position to where a private contract can help police and police brutality? And I'm going to tell you this, man, hands down, it is life insurance. Man, I'm not going to play no games. I'm not going to like, ooh, ooh, try to like draw this out. Nah, I'm going to say it right away. If at least 35, 40% of us, and when I say us, I'm talking melanated. If at least 40% of us had life insurance policies, man, through our private estate or not, it doesn't matter. Through an individual and the beneficiaries or other beneficials, it doesn't matter. I truly, truly, truly believe if like 40% of us had life insurance that these payouts would become too much for these insurance companies and we all know or should know that everything in the public must be bonded and insured that it would make it prohibitive for these police stations to get insured and to get bonded. Now, I know some people will say, well, hey, you know, insurance companies or bonding companies are different between that, that, that deal with police stations and municipalities versus that deal with life insurance and so on and so forth. And you may very well be right. You may very well be right, but you're not going to sit here and tell me that it's not connected. And you're not going to sit here and tell me that after all of these deaths, if 40% of the brothers and sisters, just 40% of the brothers and sisters that were murdered in the last, I don't know, five years, seven years, ten years by a police officer or officers had life insurance policies. It would definitely Have a different effect Now can I prove that I can't prove that And I will admit that can, Is it possible that I'm absolutely insane and crazy And just running my mouth That's possible It's absolutely possible But it's also possible that I'm correct And it's also possible that a private contract Can help end police brutality Because it will make it prohibitively expensive For these police departments To get coverage and if they're not bonded and insured, they can't have a police station, man. Maybe they would think twice about who they rough up and who they murder. Because these insurance companies would not be having that. It would eventually get to a point that, that it would be a problem. Even if the insurance companies ain't directly involved. I know that everything is connected and on a higher level when it comes to finance there are funds that handle 
um, fund managers that handle large amounts of wealth from private families. And these fund managers are in a lot of different assets. And some of those assets that they dabbled in is insurance. It would cause a displacement with all these payouts having to be paid due to deaths. Premature deaths. That these insurance companies, these life insurance companies, were not anticipating the insureds to die so soon or be murdered so soon, so they weren't anticipating paying out the death benefit so soon. It would have an effect after a while that would come back and negatively affect um, police stations and police departments. Now, am I, not, am I in a position to 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 test my theory? Not really. I don't. I don't control an entity that possesses enough funds to insure enough of our people with life insurance to allow. For a control group that would be able to to display that my theory is correct or prove that my theory is correct. But I do know this. One of the biggest things about my people is we don't really have our finances together. And the reason why we don't really have our finances together is because we weren't taught certain things and we lack certain information. But given certain certain information, we can make different choices, we can do different things. And in doing different things, we can experience different outcomes. Do I think the the answer to ending police to, to ending police brutality is getting life insurance on forty percent of our people? I don't think that's the answer. I think. Life insurance contracts will help. Could definitely help. It's a systemic thing. It's 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 inherent, intrinsic in the system. It's obvious. This thing has been going on with our people for a long time. This is nothing new to us. But I I propose that making an effort to get ourselves and our family members life insurance would it be a at least an assist in helping to end it because it would make it economically unfeasible to continue on as well as socially unacceptable to continue because we got the social part already but social Outcries tend to wane They tend to die down But economic 
incentives continue. And we understand that this is a commercial system. And even though we may have social issues, there are going to be um, commercial Know what I say? Commercial aspects to social issues. Now, <clears throat> life insurance. Is a private contract It's a contract There's two main types of life insurance There's term Life insurance And whole life Or universal life insurance Um, In the private I was taught by my mentors To use whole life insurance policies In conjunction with trust contract entities For private family banking Now, not only do we continue to perpetuate the growth of the estate monetarily through the receipt of the death benefit for the family members, but also also with whole life insurance policies or certain whole life insurance policies, there is a cash value that is associated with these policies that the family trust entity is able to borrow against enabling private family loans for vehicles for education for down payments on properties can be financed through the family and not through the public through a credit union or bank where they're charging our family family members interest but the interest is going to the bank and their family and not to us and our family members when you execute family banking with life insurance policies the benefit is one of the benefits is that cash value is available to be borrowed at more favorable terms to family beneficiaries for educational expenses, for down payment, for homes, for vehicles. And that interest that's paid on that loan is going and adding to the family wealth, the private family wealth and not adding to some other's family wealth through their investments in some bank holdings. Not only is there a death benefit, there's a cash value benefit to these contracts, these life insurance contracts that with proper administration and understanding we are able to utilize them privately 
so that our family members do not have to go to banks or credit unions and declare all types of private information and financial information to these public entities to receive loans. And on top of that, there's a death benefit. And that goes to add to the wealth of the family estate. Because one of the only guarantees in this life is that we will die. And this is the only contract that allows the the estate to benefit monetarily on something that happens to all of us naturally. And on top of that, it can be a means to at least have law enforcement officers think twice before putting their hands on us because we may be insured. I think it's a win-win. Now, is it going to save everything and change the world and make bunnies and and wolves live together in peace and harmony and justice and freedom with Kool-Aid and rice? No. I don't, I don't feel as though I'm delusional to believe such nonsense. But what I do believe is that that one private contract, along with other things, can, yes, can help end police brutality. Yes, I think it's incenti- it incentivizes, it will incentivize, it incentivizes municipalities. To be more or to be less heavy handed in their dealings with the people because it can end up costing them more than just social unrest, more than just fingers being wagged. Now, the power is in the people. I hope you all understand those charges were upgraded for that main person as well as charges were added and upgraded for all the other ones. And that's due to all of these protests. So there's power in the people, and power in the movements, but there's also power in the contracts. And contract makes the law. And until we properly arrange our affairs. I, I believe we're always going to be in a in a position to where we're asking maybe maybe uh requesting maybe going so far as demanding something that we shouldn't have to be asking for something that we shouldn't have to be demanding something that we shouldn't have to be requesting. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired, man. I'm tired. It don't matter. Cause you know, y'all get in here and be like, you know, so-called black, but you know, I identify with my people I identify with those who look like me regardless of what they call themselves or what religion they cling to they're still my people and I I'm sure just like you am tired of seeing this stuff and you know I have a that you know this race war that I believe 
is being attempted to ignite. I don't, I, I don't see my people taking the bait because we ain't trying to fight nobody. We really ain't trying to do. We just want to be left alone, man. We ain't trying to war with nobody. All this is about us being left alone and being treated with respect and dignity. And we deserve that. We deserve that regardless. But a lot of times, you know, our behavior and our and our and our um, our actions will show. As a, as a whole, as a people Not as individuals, you know Yeah, we deserve respect We deserve a lot of things But I think we also need Deserve to be strategic We also deserve to think And I think this, this, this problem And a lot of problems, a lot of our problems These problems deserve To be addressed from multiple angles And from multiple levels because these issues that face us they're not they're not all surface they're not all one dimensional and it's going to be social pressure and it's going to be economic pressure that gets this job done please believe me and I'm invested in this just as much as you are but ultimately you know ultimately We just got to keep trying. We got to try whatever we can try, you know. And I, you know, I truly am, am convinced and 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 believe, you know what I'm saying? It's truth to me that I speak that a part of this component is us making it economically impactful. For these people to continue to do what they're doing to us. A lot of times this stuff happens with these police departments and people turn around and sue the city and don't sue the police department. But, you know, we gotta hit their pockets. This is how the system works. The system is based off of what's off of so called money. It's really based off of debt, but it's based off of so-called money. So part of the components to address issues within the system have an economic component to them. Big Brother Yusuf says all crimes are commercial. There's a commercial charge associated with each and every crime. And that one of our biggest problems in dealing with this system is that we don't address the commercial aspect of the issue. We don't. But I saw that man's daughter, man. And it really hurts me. It it touches my heart. It hurts my heart. To know that it's more than likely that brother didn't have no life insurance, man. To help, you know, financially, to help take care of that financial void. That is going to exist Due to the lack of her father Not being there There's going to be a financial void So the life insurance can at least fill that financial void We're all going to deal with the void Of not having a loved one there 
And that's tough, man. I know what it's like to lose family members. I know what it's like to have, you know, death in my family real close to me, you know. But the financial burden makes it so much worse, man. And nah, you know, the money ain't gonna gonna bring nobody back. It's not. But as far as I'm concerned, each and every one of us who is an adult and who is a parent has the responsibility to take into consideration and to prepare and set into motion a plan that will assist those that you love and those that depend on you economically if anything were to happen to you like what happened to that brother in the street man maybe it won't help and police brutality maybe not but what it will do it was it will help fill that economic void from a little child a little son or a little daughter who don't have their daddy or their mommy no more man as one person who who's not on this earth that's willing to do whatever for that for that child because that's their mom, that's their dad. You only get two of those, man, and sometimes one of them ain't even ain't even with it, and sometimes both of them ain't even with it. When there's stuff that that a, that a mother or a father will do for a child that no one else will do, there's sacrifices that a mother and a father will make for a child that no one else will make. And it's rare to find someone who will make sacrifices for you that your mother or your father will make for you. And a lot of those sacrifices, especially for men, is economic. Economic sacrifices for my family. Y'all best believe I got life insurance, family. Please believe and know that I have life insurance. I'm not going to be able to be here and soothe my daughters, my son, with regards to me not being here and tell them it's okay and telling them that I'm proud of them and tell them that I know they can do it. But at least they won't have the monetary burden. At least they won't, you know, feel out here and not have that monetary support that existed when dad was here. Nah, the trust is here. And I made sure that there was a death benefit, multiple death benefits going to that trust. So as a parent, I highly suggest that you get in the trustee training, quit playing. Not to say that you're playing, maybe you're not, but whatever. And that you get that life insurance contract. That private contract that can't be taken away, that can't be abridged. To ensure at least the economic stability that you provide for your family will not be lost if you are taken, snatched off this plane. By those wicked.
I know we're touched. We're all touched. We're all going through it, you know. It's effects. You know, I know I saw myself laying there. A man called out for his mom. I don't think, and I don't even think it's about a color thing. Everybody know what that like. Grown man calling out for his mom that's been dead for several years already. It's horrible. It's terrible. It's the worst situation that any of us can imagine being in and leaving our children behind, man. But that right there, it affected me so much. What can you do, though? The only thing I can do is prepare. Make preparations. And that's my private estate, business trust, asset trust, family trust will always be here. If those wicked snatch me and I have to shake the dust off my soul, this this flesh dust off of my spirit, That I know for real contract entities that cannot be abridged, that cannot be stepped on by these stupid, weird legislative states that empower police powers. That hold me and mine down by the neck. Can't do it, not with these private contracts. And on top of that, there's a death benefit coming to the private entity that y'all can't touch. Because it's not going to the beneficiaries You ain't taxing that Going to snatch my life and tax The death benefit that comes from the snatch Why? Because their beneficiaries Are U.S. citizens Based on a birth certificate from some state Nah, nah The beneficiary is a private entity Expressed by contract that, And that contract is protected By the United States Constitution And I'm out. Kiss the sky. But that's just me. What you do is up to you. Sacrifices you make for your family and those that you don't make for your family. It's 100% on you. You will be held to account for the things that you did and that you did not do. On this plane of existence. Just like I will be. Held to account for the things that I did and did not do. On this plane of existence. And you cannot say. You can never say. If you hear this. You can never say that you did not hear, that it was not said. It doesn't matter who said it. It matters that it was said and that you heard it. Know what you do. Life can end just like your life can change just like that. Life can be over just like that. If anything, what we're witnessing and and what we witnessed in the effects of that. Show us and tell us and remind us How fleeting This life is 
and how quickly a child can go from having two parents to one. I just encourage us to make the best decisions for our family and for the future. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to take a couple calls and I'm out of here. I don't know if y'all can tell, but, you know, I'm in a certain emotional state. And I wouldn't say it's negative, but I'm sure y'all feel where I'm at. You know? And, um... I just need to be constructive. But, um, you know, that's the show. You can say what you want. You're you're more than welcome to push one on your keypad. Uh, We got about 10 minutes left in the broadcast. I may stream. I'm probably going to stream just a little bit. So if you're not called in, you will get cut off. We're going to want to call 424-222-5250. You are listening to the hottest Radio network on the planet. High frequency radio network. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Appreciate y'all. I really do, man. I missed y'all. Sorry for missing last week. But I'm back on the team. 925. First caller. 925-1306. 925-1306. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Peace, peace. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. What's your name? Where you calling right, from? bro. I'm, uh, this is Brian. Yep. Tell him where you calling from. Brian. From the Bay. From the Bay. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, man, I'm doing good, man. Liking what you was doing, what you were talking about. But, yeah, I mean, you, uh, laying down key factors for people to understand that, uh, they can use. So, you know, because one thing that, it was an article that was talking about how the the insurance companies are now kind of getting um, upset about the police because they got bonds and whatnot. So if all these, you know, if all these uh, murders and stuff, it can start messing with the insurance companies because they are bonded. And if these people start coming after those bonds and they, if they know how to do it, it's going to cause mm-hmm. an issue. So that should make yeah. people understand the power of, you know, understanding about getting a life policy because, you got that side, and then let's say you got side, and they don't know how many of us got it. And they're like, well, you can't be hemming these people up because a lot of them might already have it. So, you know, that's a good thing. And then, like you said, you can create wealth with that if you know how, if you be thorough and know how to actually fund, you know, do what you need to do. And you could quite uh, uh, create wealth for your family. But you could just stop that because a lot of people ain't going to know all this information that they need to start studying and start doing with all this extra time you got. You ain't got no sports. You got nothing to distract you. So you should start, you know, if it takes 30 minutes of each day, start trying to learn things about, you know, trust, law, whatever. And on top of that, they can deal with you and they can go further and be on with you, you know, on the days that you do it with the other trustees and you can give them the information that they can, you know, and walk them through it. So, there's, you know, people need to just look at the the signs. The signs is we we are. It's somebody told me this. They said it's, it's 
BC and his AC is, is life before Corona and his life after Corona. And now we are in AC. So things ain't going back. And how much we want to, we're not going back that way. You're not, we're not going back. So there's a new opportunity for people to, you know, make a move. And so one thing I was going to ask you, I guess I'm going to play, you know, ask a question for somebody who might not be able to. So you're telling me about this gold and silver, and you're saying right now they all there are at record lows, if I'm not mistaken. So if I was trying to purchase like gold and silver, what what places should I start looking into, or or, or it, do you know of any place where I can you know look into or you know far as that? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's at record lows. Just um, when it comes to you know, dollars. Well, what I, I would say is, that, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I'll say I apologize by saying it that way. But you were saying it was lower than you know, lower than what we thought. But my, you know, my thing was, where do I go to start looking? If I, I don't know anything about this world, so I'm trying to figure out how do I get my feet into it. Well, I, I would say. um Start small. Um, start researching, but then like my my thing would be to maybe buy my first ounce of silver would probably be a good place to start. Um, but right now it's crazy because you not only do you have the pandemic, but you also got the riots. So there's a lot of places that aren't open. But given you know quote normal or normal ish circumstances, I always recommend going to a pawn shop. Or like a we buy gold spot And trying to get your hands on some gold and silver For two reasons The first reason is Pawn shops and the we buy gold spots Those places Are going to be dealing with a lot of people And they're going to be dealing with a lot of transactions And they're more than likely Have been burned by some fake stuff already So pawn shops And um, the we buy gold spots They have the equipment um, That's necessary to be able to test The purity of you know the metal of the gold or the silver and nine times out of ten they're not gonna buy some some fake stuff so that'd be the first reason i would say a pawn shop or a week buy gold place uh, the second reason i would say that excuse me is because of the spot price now you have the price of gold and the price of silver right and then you you can look at you know the market rate of gold and silver and then there's what is known as spot price or the premium you know and that is what they say is it's the price of gold and silver that you see according to the market plus a premium for uh the minting and the shipping and whatever of the actual metal itself you know so they add some extra costs on it called the premium well in the we buy gold spot or a pawn shop they're not buying the stuff from a dealer. So they're not paying the spot price or the extra premium on top of the gold or silver that dealers have to pay from the mints or whatever, and they pass along to customers. A we buy gold spot or a pawn shop is only going to give usually typically melt value or actual spot price value of the gold or silver. So when you go to buy from them, it's easier to tell them like, look, man, I know you ain't paying spot price because you're buying it from people off the street. So stop trying to charge me so much. 
and try to tell me about this spot price. It's it's easier in those places to negotiate a better price with the knowledge that these people are getting it secondhand and they're not paying that extra price. So we buy gold or a pawn shop. When if you're working on a low budget, I would say, you know, hit me up and I'll give you a link to sign up for carrot bars. And you can start getting your hands on gold for, like I said, as little as like eight dollars, eight dollars a pop. And what, you know, and so and so, what would that be like if I, you know, all of a sudden like, hey, I got, you know, ten dollars here or something like that. I just and then you able to get, you know, I'm able to go through you, or is it do I have to have a certain amount all the time? No, nah, no. Nah. Um, well, I mean, you got to get an invite. You can't like just go sign up to Care Bars. You got to get invited. So right. I got to give you a link. But then when you sign up, now nah, you don't go through me. You just log into your account that you have, and um, you just you know you make your purchase. It doesn't have to be a certain amount. It can be eight, you know, a tenth, a, as little as a tenth of a gram of gold, which is working out to mm. about eight bucks. You know, eight bucks or so. And then you know, um, Carrot Bars they'll hold that until you know you want to get it shipped to you. But they charge for shipping, and the shipping price is the same no matter how much gold you get shipped. So what I do is I wait until there's a certain amount of gold, and then I pay the one-time shipping price and have it sent to me. Real quick, we got about 90 seconds left in the broadcast. You want to call in 424-222-5250, or you will be cut off, and you will have to check out the archive. So, but yeah, man, there you based go. on that, you're saying you're saying that if they got a certain, it's better to because they're holding it for you, and they're holding it wherever their their location at, and then if you at a certain point you wait for a certain amount of gold, and then you can get a one time shipping payment, and they'll ship it to you. But if they, right, but if you don't, if you don't want it to be shipped to you, they'll keep holding it. Yeah, and they don't charge for like storage or anything. It's not that no. So, oh, you we're holding it for you. We haven't shipped it for to you. We're gonna charge you these fees. They don't do that. They don't charge fees. Right. So how do for I know it. that they want? You know how you know because I'm just thinking. I'm thinking somebody who don't know. Well, how do I know they're not gonna you know just take my money and run? I mean, you don't. You definitely don't. <laughs> but I can yeah. definitely say like. They've never done it for me, and I've been with them since I've been dealing with that company for them like 2016 or something like that. Okay, you know, all right. It's it's a reputable so company that's been around for a long time. Yeah, I mean it's it's been around for a long right. time. Yeah. So those so you're saying that that so for a person need to do is look into that, and they can talk to you if they're serious about it, and then on top of that, just start looking for your local pawn shops and. Uh, and we buy gold and then, you know, learn about the spot price and you might be able to come up in a good situation and, and take like $50 or $20 and you can start getting gold little by little or silver little by little. And uh-huh. in your opinion, which one should a person look more into? Like say they're like, should I buy more silver or should I buy more gold? Um, I think that's more of opinion. Me personally, um, uh, I like silver a little more than gold. I think it's, I think silver is a little more valuable than gold. And the reason why I say that is because silver is an industrial metal as well as a precious metal. It's used in industry. 
and it's rarely ever recovered. It's like destroyed. And um, the United States Geological, um, the U.S. Geological, um, I don't know if it's association or whatever, um, they put up on their website that silver would be extinct, the first element on the periodic table to go extinct. And I, I think wow. silver is is very is hella suppressed. I think it's I think it's just suppressed, and it's used. You know, I mean, there's medicinal, it's antibacterial, it's antiviral. Um, right. Like I think you know, sil- silver has you, way too. It's just I, I just I would you know, but I like gold too. I got gold. Gold is dope. But you know, but you're right about that whole silver thing because if you think I don't, I don't know people go watch old, old movies like in the Middle Ages. If you notice all their all their plates and bowls and stuff, their material is all silver because mm-hmm. it was supposed silver to make it easier yep. to kill bacteria, mm-hmm. and that's why it costs so much. Like you know, we got plates and stuff, and they'd be like just you know glass plates, and then the, the forks you got ain't one hundred percent silver. But if you think about it, the silver stuff costs way more for silver, you know, for uh, silverware. Right. Yep. Stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't think of nothing. Well, I probably could, but I'm not going to let somebody else talk. But those are the only things I can, you know, think of right now. And I appreciate what you're doing and keep doing it, man. And, you know, people, you, the reason why you're feeling the way you do because you're passionate about what you're talking about. You want to see people make the right moves. So I, I don't, you know, there's no reason why anybody would think anything less, you know, because you don't have to spend your time doing this. Doing it just as a, you know, good karma, and they try to get other people out. So, you know, more power to you. I appreciate you, fam. I thank, I thank you, man. Thanks for calling in. And those were those were great questions, man. You know, thanks for the questions, man. Appreciate you. I know you don't need the the answers. I know why you asked them. I, I, man, thank you. Appreciate you, Brian. I appreciate you, bro. All right, man. Talk to you soon, man. Enjoy yourself. All right, next caller. Next caller, 205-4147. Erico 215, last four, 47 Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Two oh five, forty one, forty seven. Hit your mute button. Check, check the mute. You muted yourself. Oh, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How you doing? Peace. What's your uh, name? Where you calling from? Bet, bet, bet. Yeah, indeed, indeed it is. Hey, it's another one, man. Uh, I'm just getting in, bro. Just getting in. Like, as we speak, kicking off the boots and things and all that. So, I know I got to go back and check the archives. I know I got to go back. So, you know, it's truly beautiful, though. It's divine timing. So, you know what I mean? Um, brother... I've been, I didn't, I didn't have some things unexpected take place, but at the same time, it's kind of like their door, doorways and openings and new opportunities, you know what I'm saying, presenting themselves in disguise. Sometimes it seems kind of hectic, you know, it looks like a, a hindering or a stumble block, but at the same time, it's not, a, it's not to, to bombard you, but it's also so you can be able to make more choices or better choices to be able to get to the next level. So, you know, uh, I'm, I ain't sweating it. I'm going to take the building with this week. But at the same time, I got somebody tuning in too, and they listening, 
So a question for them, so because um, I did, I did, you know, share a little information and whatnot, and gave them a few, you know, what I mean, guidance on, on what they should look up, you know, what I mean, how to get started. But at the same time, what do you say for those who are working? Uh, I would say in, in servitude or in or voluntary. I say voluntary servitude. What would you say to someone who's actually working? You know, ninety-five. Regular Joe come home paying the bills, uh, but they 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 have potential to set some up on their own. They have potential to create their own structure. They have potential to actually start a service that can be beneficial to people as well. You know what I'm saying? So, what do you say to this person that you know regular nine to five? Um, they would like to start their own thing. You know what I'm saying? But they they're bombarded by the nine to five. And thinking, oh, I don't have time for this. How can I set up a structure? How can I start an LLC? I don't know the first thing about an LLC. See what I'm saying? So what do you say to them? So, like, because she's, like, you know, she's on the limbo line. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just like, hey, listen, <laughs> go with your passion. You know what I'm saying? Uh, make sure it's a true service. You know, we don't want to just jump online, create some rinky-dink, some, uh, you know, Something that, that's not going to really just put forth a, a service, you know what I'm saying, to the people, and it won't be really more uh, beneficiary to, you know, others. So what do you say to her? I mean, well, what do you say to them? What do you tell them? Like, what, what, how do you, how do you, you know, break this down just for the, the, the average, I want to say the mundane, but how would you just put this in a sense so they can be able to interpret how to get started? How, what, what mindset should they actually be in? And, um, yeah, what what what's the what's the what's the benefits of sticking with this thing? Like, you know, because she want to know. So, um, I guess the first thing I would say is you can do it. Mm. Like for real, one hundred percent, you can do it. You can do it. Um, I know it's scary. And I know um, failing or, or the perception of failing in front of people and for yourself is scary. Mm. It's, it's, it can sometimes be um, paralyzing. The fear can be paralyzing. We have all these reasons as why, why we can't do it, why I shouldn't, I don't know how, I wasn't taught, nobody taught me, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Be taught. I don't, we have all these things that go on in our mind. Our own mind like turns against us, and and sometimes it's tough to speak back to that voice and say no, I can do it, and it's easier to 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 fight back and push back to that voice telling you you can't do it and you're not worth it and you're not gonna make it and you're gonna be a failure and everybody's gonna laugh at you and you're gonna waste your time and people are gonna you know it's easier to push back against that. When someone else believes in you and says that you can do it, nah, so and so said I can do it. It sometimes it's easier to believe in myself when I see someone else that believes in me, and that gives me the courage to believe in myself. So the first thing I would say is that you can do it. You just don't know how. You weren't taught how, but that doesn't mean that you can't learn how. 
And just because you don't know how doesn't mean you're slow, doesn't mean you're stupid, doesn't mean you're not worthy, and doesn't mean that you can't do it. That would be the first thing I would say, is that you can absolutely do it. I believe in you, and I got your back. The next thing I would say is the how is to sit down and realize that you ain't done learning. Sit down and realize all those days that you went to school, that wasn't the education for you. That was the education of you for the system. And that it is required that you mm-hmm. sit down and you learn new stuff that the school didn't teach you, that no one else taught you. The next thing I would say is that you got to try. You got to have the mind state that I can do it. And you also have the mind state that even if I fail or I don't get the results that I wanted, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to learn from my mistake and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep trying again. And the benefits of sticking with it is first and foremost, self-esteem. Being able to laugh at someone when they tell you, nah, you can't do that. And being able to laugh at them. And being and letting it be genuine. When someone tells you you can't do something, when you know you can't because you've done so many things that you thought you couldn't do. And you don't have time to sit there and argue with this fool and prove them wrong because they don't know you and they don't know they self. And I have the self-esteem of knowing that I can do it. I did do it. And even when I didn't believe in myself, someone else believed in me, which gave me the push to go and go harder. So keeping with it, the main benefit is the self-esteem, as well as the victories, as well as the money, as well as the accolades and people saying good job and people saying, hey, I always knew you could do it and trying to take credit for your success. All those things that come along with it. But I think I would say the main benefit is true, non-fake, actual, real self-esteem. I got this. I can do this. That's the benefit. Indeed. I would definitely, bro. Hey, that's the reason why I wanted you to put it in a sense where it can be, you know what I'm saying, comprehensible and, and, you know what I'm saying, just direct and upfront. Because that's pretty much the energy and pretty much the message that was conveyed to us. Just letting you know, like, fam, you can do it. You can you can definitely do it. I mean, I'm being witness to it. Me and my partner, we, I mean, so you remember this when we talked on the show, like, a couple of years back, when we were talking about the LLC set up, how me and my partner set up the LLC, Farmers Feeding Families, how we uh, grow tens and thousands of crops, you know, on three and four acres of land, you know, 75-foot hoop house controlling the climate, showing yeah. people in the community how to be self-sustainable. I mean, it's beautiful, fam, when you can get a multitude of people and get them out there, get the children in tune with how things grow, germination, how things take place, and what's the importance, okay, uh, 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 of these resources and how they affect our economics. Like, it's all connected. Everything is connected. So... You know, it's truly beautiful when you can get in front of people, man. I'm just being real and share information and knowledge, some that you're passionate about, some that you're in tune with, that you don't mind. Like, you'll wake up doing this 
without even get, without even getting started with without even brushing teeth. I mean, look, I, I do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, stay breath and all. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just passionate with it, bro. Just passionate with it, man. Yeah. Follow, follow your heart, you know. And, you know, sometimes following your heart, you got to get a job to follow your heart. Sometimes you right. you, you got to work a nine to five to follow your heart. Sometimes you got to move to a different city to follow your heart. Sometimes you got to break mm. up with that fool that doesn't respect you and doesn't see you mm. for who you are and makes you feel small all the time. Sometimes you got to leave wow. that fool to follow your heart. Wow. Don't let nobody wow. hold you back. You deserve what you deserve. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. And I believe in you. Mm. You know, go get it. Go get it. Indeed. Indeed. So I, that message right there is telling me I'm unsure. I'm unaware of who, whom. But tonight, right there, that message right there is telling me it is directed towards someone on this panel that's listening right now. And they know it. They know it. This is for y'all, man. It's for you. He's talking to you. Yes, you. So I'm just being real, man. I'm just, I'm here to just, you know what I mean, deal with those who have a like-minded of interest, uh, who's willing to approach this thing with good intentions, you know, uh, clean hands when we're working, you know what I'm saying? A good heart. Good heart, man. Straight up. So, you know, it is Indeed. another one. And she heard you so, so I'm glad she. I'm glad that she's out here tuning in. So it's good, it's beautiful, and uh, yeah, no doubt it's another one. But I gotta check the archives out. I gotta get my notepads and shit. I got to. We gotta jot down, for real. You know, I bro dropping gems. You know, pick them up, pick them up. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, man. I just want to say, you know, by coming in briefly, just chiming in, I still feel even though I wasn't in the entire broadcast and I came in on a certain percentage I still just feel like man it's just, it just got that holding feeling like when you come on board it's just like you just, you already in tune I mean you mm-hmm. know it was something you know it was something about this something about you know what I mean LLC set up it's something about uh, being involved it's something, it's something pertaining to the private and the public relationship and how we should conduct certain things you already know this we, everybody already know this so it's truly beautiful when you come in. Just find your place, man. I mean, really, just find your place. Get in yeah. where you fit in. And, and the brother yeah. so is here to assist you all. If you got anything, you know, you you know, you want to get something started and get it off the ground. The brother so is here to assist you, straight up. So uh, please do hit him up. Welcome to the admin. Welcome to the foundation. You know what I'm saying? Hey, my partner here. He 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 definitely my partner here. Is on welcome to the foundation.com and he's stuck on like PDFs. He's just down. He want he want the PDFs. He want. I'm like, bro, this is good, but this is the, this is a site to, you know what I mean, to assist you so you can move a little further and things like. Don't. This is not the end all be all, bro. <laughs> like, it's nice, no doubt. He's like, yeah, it's nice, but he, he's on it, man. But uh, no Thank doubt, no doubt, bro. Yeah, trust administrator. I mean, straight up though, we we gotta learn how to conduct our affairs as such. Learn to be a administrator. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely what did. I, I I see trust. I see actually trust set up in public versus private. I see it in the sense of conducting relationships better. 
like overall for all things. Like, what's your relationship like with your with your change person? What's your relationship like with your hustle? Are you true to it? Are you setting up for something? Are you know, I mean, straight, straight up. Can't just be working in vain, man, and, and going out and balling. That ain't, it's not, you know, it's not going to get it. So, no, no doubt. So, time and space is valuable. With that being said, brother, listen, carry on, no doubt, and salute to you and yours on the journey. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for everything that you have done. Thanks for everything that you continue to do. And thanks in advance for things in the near future to come, the, the things that you may bring about and drop jewels. So we here, no doubt. You know, energy never dies. They say it's the end in the movies, E-N-D, but it's really a plan on your, it's really a play on your energy. It really stands for energy never dies. And those who are really in tune know this. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just the beginning of the end. <laughs> he did Straight up Got it You know You know But with that being said So man Listen bro I, I, I salute And I trust That everything Has been going well Even though You know We come across Some challenging times And whatnot. But at the same time I, I know you've been Persevering And, and you know Definitely assisting others And help changing uh, Others condition You know what I'm saying So it's powerful bro Like it's powerful I always give thanks For you I always have you know what I'm saying? And everybody else that came in into the reality. So definitely, bro. But that being said, slow. I'm going to let you go ahead to the next person or whatnot. And I'm going to play the cut. I'm here. It's your brother, Melo Bay. You know what I'm saying? Reporting live from Birmingham, Alabama. Or Planet, Alabama. We here. It's another brick in the foundation. Peace to the gods. I'm out. Peace to the gods. Definitely. My brother, Melo Bay. And my brother Brian Bay in the building. Shout out to you know, shout out to you know, hey, shout out to the Foundation family. Speaking of Foundation family, nine two nine forty fifty six. Peace. Which name Peace, my from? brother Saltel, Kings, Queens, communities. My brother, I came in at the last moment. I've been going through. Um, I'm heavy hearted. But I know my people are starting to wake up. To my kings and queens, keep your head up. Keep The struggle is real. Keep Just keep your head up. What I need y'all to do, I need y'all to get properly educated now. Because these folks don't want to let up. See, some of y'all sat around and waited for that stimulus chat, the second round. They sat down and realized y'all going to get more money than what you needed to get in your hands. So now we control our futures. We control our destinies. Your voices made a difference. The violence, you do whatever you have to do by any means necessary. Family first out. Now, to all my brothers and sisters out there looting, you know what it was. You knew what you shouldn't have did. Okay? I'm not mad with you. I'm upset because you didn't have to go out there to do that. See, the thing about it is you have to show one steady face. We are venting. We are burning down stuff. We tearing down stuff. Yeah, we needed to make a message. Yes, is it economics? Yeah, you heard it a lot of people. 
the insurance companies, the owners of the business, the people that go to work. Yeah, you, you made a big dent in a lot of pockets. But some of us got caught in that dent. That's all right. Sometimes the creator got to take you out of that area of comfort to make you uncomfortable for you to move to the next level. You saw everything that was going on, the pandemic, all the murders, all the stuff that's going on pertaining to us. That was our areas of uncomfort. That was our areas telling us, check yourself. Let's get back to royalty. Now, kings and queens, I told you all to get your spirituals in tune so you could see the foolishness that's coming around some of you got it and you saw through it now closed mouths do not get fed I told you my brother is reasonable don't come out your mouth slick or try to use them or try to play them he's trying to help you now the thing about it what did we say before some of us gonna get over the wall we got to turn back around and pick some up and carry them over, too. My brother is trying to take some of y'all over the wall with him. You and your foolish pride. You got to let that pride go. You got to stop trying to outthink the future. The future is not for you right now. You need to get your finances up. Stop worrying about what you got in your hand right now. Because right now, 90% of you don't have nothing. Pull yourself together, people. Check your thinking. Check what's going on. And do you want to do this in the next 5 to 10 years? Do you want to leave that burden with your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren? If you want to do that, continue with the foolishness. Because... You got to be a man about it. You got to be a woman about it. Now, the parties and the masses to be is getting scared because they realize we ain't got nothing to lose. They got more to lose. And as far as Boo Boo the fool in the White House, when he talking about military, check anybody that knows. An executive order was placed by the Vatican and the Pope to make sure no American citizens get harmed. Go and check that out. See, he scares y'all because he knows most of us don't know the law. You all home, start learning the law. Start learning the Constitution. Start learning your rights. Learn your contracts. You have nothing to lose. Contract is the law And if y'all want to go a little further Y'all need to go and do the letter That my boy Willie Lynch wrote about us When that piques your anger a little bit more Then you go back to the march In 1968 with Martin Luther King I am a man If that don't get you upset Go a little further Emmett Till See People, we tired, and y'all need to get to a point of stop being tired and get to the point to be economically strong. See, they know once we get economically strong, they can't hold us. 
get your pockets right. Get your silver, get your gold, get your precious metals. Get your private education. Admin at Welcome to the Foundation, Kings and Queens. Communities, do the research. If I'm wrong, you call me out. But you know I'm not wrong. My brother, keep the struggle going. Because eventually we're going to break through all the forces that think they're holding up. You keep struggling because our people are starting to come in. They're going to get it just now because enough is enough. I had to deal with the pandemic. I'm still dealing with the pandemic. They got New York locked down, except for essential workers. Yeah, 90% of us are the essential workers. You need to slave us a little bit more, but not too much longer. When everything opened back up, we're going to see how many of us really come back to work because we got more to lose than what we got to gain. I haven't seen a dead man cash the check yet. My brother, you stay safe. You protect your family, your kings and queens that are coming up. You be well, my brother. All is well. People going to have to seek you because they have no other place to go. So if they think they got it right, they ain't got it right. I thank you because I learned the hard way. But when I learned, and I'm still learning, I'm changing my whole attitude now. I don't need to do for others. I need to do for myself and my grandkids and my great-grandkids to come. Proper structure. Peace, my brother. Be well. Be safe, King. I appreciate you. Yes, peace. As always, thanks for the words of wisdom. You know, Sister Yvette is like the mother of the foundation. So, yes, thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. <clears throat> I'm gonna keep it moving. You know, this is this is my calling until I am told to go somewhere else. You know, but who knows? There's nothing. Nothing lasts forever. But I'm out here. You know, I'm in the field, so to speak. And um, yeah, let's keep it moving. With that being said, I do wanna, you know, uh, say thank you. I appreciate y'all for checking out the show. I really, really, truly um, stand by what I say with regards to being private, setting up your private estate, and getting your private affairs in order. It it really changes your life. It changes the way you do things. It changes the way you do business, which changes the way you're dealt with and the way you're perceived. And that's important. There's things that we don't know. And now that you know... That the wealthy understand that there are informed families and uninformed families. And that's the difference that we weren't taught. We strive to make our families informed. That's my responsibility with regards to my family. And now that you've heard my voice, it's your responsibility as well. So I encourage you to hit me up. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. We got private trustee training. We got consultations, you know, um, and I'm very well versed in private family foundations, which are tax exempt entities, setting up your LLC, setting up your business, your corporations, sole proprietorships, whatever you want to do when it comes to interfacing with the public, 
properly from the standpoint of contractual private entities. I'm pretty good at what I do. So I invite you to hit me up. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. These fools can't break us and they'll never shake us. You know, we stronger than we stronger than that. We've been stronger than that and our strength, a lot of our characteristics are envied by many and copied by many appropriated down to our the way we speak, the way we dress, the way we dance, the way we make music. So, you know, put it into perspective. Don't shit shake without us doing our dance. So with that being said, man, they can't stop us. They can't. And now they got the Karen's mad. Now the Karen's got our back. It's about to be a rap rizzle, but at the same time, no one is coming to save you. You must save yourself and you must save your family. I am so L and the foundation and high frequency radio network is here to help you save yourself and save your family. I encourage you to email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com until next week. I encourage you to take care of yourself. I encourage you to enjoy yourself. I encourage you to say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night and begin to change the way you think which will begin to change the things that you do which will change your life and I'm here to help in the meantime you are worth it you can do it I love you and I believe in you and I look forward to seeing and bearing witness to your achievements and basking in your radiant shine so until next time y'all take care of yourself enjoy yourself Hands down. Be careful and be safe. Peace to the gods. High frequency radio.